Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 22. I'm your host, Scott Davenport, and today we get back into the landscape. Hi there, welcome back. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I hope you're doing well and your week is going well. The last week or two for me has been pretty good. The U.S. is generally starting to open up a little more with businesses and travel, and we're carefully kind of peeking through the door that has been marked COVID-19 for so long. And that means I've actually been able to do some proper landscape shoots. Yes, I dipped my toe back into landscape photography, got out with the camera for the first time in 10 plus weeks doing a proper landscape shoot. Although I gotta say, it wasn't all easygoing. And there were some things that surprised me about the experience. And that's what I want to talk about today. What did I do? How did I approach stepping back into the landscape? Maybe you're doing the same thing or you're thinking about doing the same thing. I certainly still have concerns about COVID-19. And that did factor into the, the locations, and I spent some extra time thinking about them. So let, let's talk about this. Choosing my locations became more of a balance between what do I think is going to be a place that will give me a good photo, coupled with where do I think it'll be kind of like not so busy and I have room to work and not be concerned with too much actual you know close quarters contact. One of the first decisions I made for these fresh new outings was to stick to sunrises. Now, I did my location shoots over the Memorial Day weekend in the U.S. So that's a, that's a big weekend. A lot of people traveling traditionally, a lot of people you know, going to the beaches, you know, spending time outside. Beaches get crowded. Parks get crowded. So in sunrise, there tends to be a lot fewer sunrise watchers than there are sunset gazers, especially in San Diego, and especially during a holiday weekend. So that was choice one, only going to do things at sunrise. Then there was the question of the locations. Normally when I'd research a location, it would be looking at, of course, weather, tide charts, or where the sun's coming up to a degree for a sunrise. And that's uh, kind of the recipe. But now the additional piece was, well, what about crowds and what about other people? And I'm kind of rusty. I haven't been out with the camera seeking out compositions you know, going on three months. So there were a few characteristics that I kept in mind as I chose locations. The first thing for each location is I wanted it to be familiar. I wanted to concentrate on photography, not scouting. I'm kind of getting my sea legs back here, so I wanted to go to places that I know well, and I know what the basic photographs are, and once I've kind of gotten in a rhythm, then I can start to move around and do more uh, more creative work. The next thing I considered was the location needed to be easily accessible. Less hiking, and I admit it, I am a little out of shape after two plus months at home. There's uh, only so much that the the treadmill and you know, jogging in place, that kind of stuff can do for you. My pack definitely feels heavier than I remember it being before the pandemic. 
So I wanted locations that were easily accessed, again, focusing on the photography part of it, and I'll grow back from there. It's almost like getting back to your roots when you first started to do landscape photography. You just you start small and you build it up. And the, the third thing, of course, was a place that would be uncrowded or at least give me plenty of room to work. So there'd be plenty of space for social distancing if I ended up finding a place where there were other people out walking, jogging, other photographers, what it might be. So with those things in mind, I chose three different places, and I visited each one on a morning, a Friday morning, a Saturday morning, and a Sunday morning. And how'd it go? It was a mixed bag, honestly, and with quite a rocky start. So the first outing, a Friday morning, went to Coronado. It's across the San Diego Bay from the downtown skyline. Went to go photograph the skyline forecast showed some good mix of clouds in the sky and the sun comes up over the skyline. It makes a really nice photo out at this time of year. And the whole trip was a bust. So I got over to Coronado no problem, but the little park that I would normally photograph from, not only was it closed, it was completely boarded over. There was It was almost like you had the facade of a building stuck in front of this park. Now this park is, is reasonably small. It's maybe the the width of two houses or so forth. So it's not this big expanse. It's a little tiny nook of a park. And it's in a residential area and there's homes on either side of it. Well it's like they decided to be putting boards all the way across the front of it and making it, you know, like a new home, so to speak. So it was completely cordoned off. And what was even stranger is I said, well, okay, I'll drive over to the other side. And, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's beachfront and there's the hotel there. There's the marina. There's other things I can find to photograph. And all of the parking areas that were near the beaches or the marinas, signage, caution tape, all of that normally street public parking is still blocked off. I saw one or two... Uh, patrol officers just kind of, you know, working this, working the areas, making sure that people weren't parking there, people weren't gathering uh, along uh, the sidewalks or the beaches or what have you. Now, I don't know if that's a delay in the opening businesses up or so forth, but I could not find anything online about these types of closures. And so it turned out to be 90 minutes of just me and my car driving around. The camera never came out. I, I, I didn't barely got out of the car. It uh, was uh, not soul crushing <laughs> because the skies didn't actually cooperate that morning. So it's not like I missed out on the five-star National Geographic photo. But it did uh, raise the point that virtual planning got a little bit harder because there does seem to be either a delay or a disconnect between information flow. The good news is Saturday morning made up for that. This time I headed inland to the local mountains. And again, I had a good forecast for cloudy skies. I have this uh, filter, so I've been wanting to test. And I thought, okay, maybe I can get some good movement in the sky, get some you know, drag on you know, the clouds moving around. As I started to drive out there and rose to 5,000 feet or so above sea level, you know, the skies cleared out. I'd kind of driven above the clouds and the fog and the atmosphere 
so I didn't get the clouds that I wanted. But nevertheless, it was an excellent, excellent shoot. Now, I was rusty at the beginning. Uh, fumbled around with the camera, the tripod. Uh, did bring the video gear, so I got a little bit of footage there. Uh, the, the thing I remember messing up on was started off just you know up on this nice, uh, nice overlook of the the mountains, and they roll and you know fade out. You can actually see the Salton Sea off in the distance. I said, oh, this is a great spot for a panel. Let me set up. You know, I kind of did my metering of the scene. I said, ah, I need this exposure. Great. You know, dialed in, and I start taking all the sweep, and I'm noticing the aperture is changing each and every time I take a frame. And I had set the camera on shutter priority instead of manual. And it's those kinds of mistakes that were popping up as I was re-familiarizing myself with the camera. Uh, finally, though, the, the muscle memory kicked in, the camera settings started to flow, and there was another point where I had the camera very high up on the tripod, and my hands just knew where to go for the dials. I couldn't see the top of the camera, but I was just you know back in the groove of things. But it took a little bit, uh, and the sunrise ended up being absolutely wonderful. You know, rolling hills, layers of mountains and mist and you know, the, you know dust, really, the atmosphere up in there. Uh, and yeah, I, I smiled all the way through the 20-plus minutes of gold light. So that was a that was a that was a great one. Leading into Sunday, this was a mixed bag. Uh, I wanted to get back out to the ocean. Uh, I still hadn't gotten what I wanted to do with this filter I wanted to play with, and thought about, hmm, okay, what beaches can I go to that will have space and has something interesting to shoot, coupled with an extremely low tide. So at certain times of the year, especially when we have a new moon, you get bigger swings in the tides. This was a negative one foot or one and a half foot tide right around sunrise. And the ocean floor gets relatively ugly when the tide really goes far out. So certain beaches, they look wonderful at a moderate tide and they look gross at a low tide. So I'm trying to figure out which one to go to. My, my choice was Torrey Pines. Now, I'd read about Torrey Pines because it's a state park and the state park itself closed. Know that the parking area is closed. There are spaces along the street. I thought, okay, you know, five o'clock in the morning, I'd be able to park in one of those spaces, get down to the beach, do my thing. I'd done this morning after morning uh, countless times. And it's usually a couple of photographers and a few fishermen. And then as the fishermen and the photographers are leaving, the morning walkers and joggers start to come in. So there's a couple of hours at the beginning of the day, these street parking spaces, we you know, kind of trade out before they fill up for the day with, uh, with beachgoers. Well, once again, that whole area was completely blocked off. Rangers were posted. And so the extension of the closure of the, the parking areas at the state park and the beach, that really fundamentally changed the whole morning for me. There are other places I could park, but then it also meant a 30-minute walk just to get to the spot that I wanted to start at. And I probably had another 30-minute walk to the area I wanted to actually photograph. So I was breaking and or at least almost double breaking my my low hiking aspect of uh, these these shoots so um shifted gears went to a, a more residential 
stretch of the coast where, you know, some nice neighborhoods that are near the ocean, parked in just the neighborhood area, and walked down to one of the beach spots. And I was surprised there were still areas, even in that residential place, where the more popular local beaches are, they're still got signage and they're still, you know, more marked off. Uh, now, the challenge I had at that beach was that whole low tide thing. It it limited the the options that I had for for good subjects, but it was enough that I could get a few longer exposures on some of the water, got to properly field test this uh, filter that I've been holding on and playing with in the studio. So all in all, you know, I, I came away with, I don't know, three or four photos that are worth working on, but it was all worth it. You know, it was, it was nice to just be back out and doing photography again. few things that surprised me about this. One I mentioned already, the virtual planning thing. That's more challenging right now. At least it, it was for me. I'm not finding clear information about what is and is not accessible. And the fact that normally public parking spaces are also being blocked off, I can't find any information about that. The park that I mentioned, uh, this is called Bayview Park in Coronado, where they had this all this boards and everything put up. I can't find a thing about that on all the normal websites that talk about the parks, uh, you know, Parks and Recreation for San Diego, uh, you know, Parks for California, just general Google searching. So I have no idea when this thing's going up, coming back down. Is it because they're doing maintenance in there? I have no clue. This just makes the virtual planning a little more difficult. The second thing that surprised me is how much inertia I actually had to overcome. Uh, getting up in the morning for a sunrise shoot, that was not easy. And even if, all three mornings, day after day, be you know, vertical and actually be standing. And more than once, as I'm kind of prepping things together, my, my mind said, well, maybe you just want to go back to sleep. And I almost just bagged the entire shoot and said, forget it, I'm not going out. Thankfully, I did. But I was surprised that the the level of conscious effort I had to put in to get my foot out the front door. So that's, uh, that's going to be, I think, a recurring theme. I need to do this a few more times to get back into the groove of knowing that, yes, Scott, you will be rewarded if you go out, photo or otherwise. You'll be rewarded if you go out and work with your camera. I also forgot how introverted I really am. The disruption of not being in the world for, let's say, basically three months. I've been in this rhythm of staying in my home, being relatively comfortable, thankfully, at home. It was a lot harder for me to step back out and be prepared to interact with the world. Uh, that's just a, that's a personality thing for me. Uh, and I guess the fact of being stuck in the house undid some of the work that I've put in to balance my own introverted personality with the need to be out and the desire to express with the camera and capture landscapes. The one other thing that surprised me is how much I smile when I'm out making photos. 
I caught myself more than once uh, at the sunrise shoot on Saturday morning up in the mountains. It was honestly, I think it was a little giddy. It was a little simple pleasures where you know the sun popped up above the hills. It lit up these you know series of rolling hills, and just for that moment, almost just forgot about the pandemic and you know the, all the the worry in the world just washed away for a little bit. And I had this big old grin on my face, and uh, that is the feeling that I'm going to keep and hold on to so that when the next outing comes along, you tap into that and build on it. Something I didn't mention was a couple of small pieces of, I'll say, gear that have been added to my camera bag. One's a face mask, and another is a small container of hand sanitizer. Just, it seemed like a good idea to have those with me. Certainly the, the face mask in the event that I have to start working in closer quarters with others. But uh, what I found even more useful, something I've had in my bag for a long time, is these uh, pre-moistened Zeiss lens wipes. I bought like a cargo plane <laughs> brick full of them however many months or years ago. And they're great. You know, I've got they're small, they're flat, they've got them tucked all over in different places in my camera bag. So when you need to quickly clean a filter or clean the, the front element, you've got these pre-moistened alcohol-based wipes. Well, they're alcohol-based, and occasionally they doubled as like a makeshift finger wipe if I thought I needed to wipe some you know, you know, contact off my, uh, my fingers. It's not exactly you know, full-on antibacterial, but it was better than nothing. I found that to be kind of a, a funny way I was using these, uh, these pre-moistened alcohol-based wipes to clean my fingertips if I thought that needed to be done. So they, um, I've shared a, a bunch of like my stories around what I've done to step out uh, for the first time after the pandemic. What about you? What, uh, what are your uh, returns to the landscape story or any other genre of photography you're doing as you step outside? love to hear from you. You can leave comments on stopdownpodcast.com or you can use the contact form if you want to keep it private. Thanks as always to supporters on Patreon. Your support is what makes this podcast possible. It also supports the other free academic educational material that I do for photography on YouTube, on my blog. I cannot tell you enough how much I appreciate your support. If you're interested in learning more about the Patreon community, check the show notes, and there's also a support the show button on all pages of Stop Down Podcast where you can learn more. That wraps up this week's episode. I hope you are able to get back outside with your camera. Do it safely, be smart, but also take the opportunity to enjoy. Know that it's going to take a little bit to get back into the rhythm, but you will, and it's going to feel good. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please tell a friend. And until next time, my name's Scott Davenport. Have fun. Mm -hmm.